Amen. All right. How many of y'all are ready to receive a word from the Lord? Come on. How many of y'all are ready to receive a message from heaven? Well, grab your Bible or whatever you use for your Bible. I'm going to start like I do in Houston. Uh, greetings to you from Faith Family Church. And uh, we're, we're going to make a confession. How many of y'all know the Bible is God speaking to you? And Joshua, we receive instruction from God to Joshua, which we receive for ourselves, that we're supposed to meditate in this word day and night. Amen. So say this out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. And I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible. So I make this as a confession. I will meditate therein both day and night, in the morning and in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It is no more a mess. Now everything I touch, everything I touch turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. This is the day that you have made and we do rejoice and we are glad in it. We thank you, Father, for your word. It is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. The entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding unto the simple. So we pray that you will enlighten the eyes of our understanding today that we'll see what you are saying to us as your church, your people. Give us ears to hear, hearts that are open and receptive. We pray that revelation knowledge will flow freely and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force. We take our authority over the defeated foe and we thank you in advance for the victory and we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody agree with that prayer said, amen, amen. Well, open with me in your Bible, if you would, to the book of Zechariah. It's right before Malachi, which is right before Matthew. And the assignment that I've been given is in chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7. So I have text from chapter 5, chapter 6, and chapter 7, which I'll read, and then I'll share with you what God's given me. In Zechariah chapter 5, I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation. I understand uh, uh, Pastor, uh, of course, has taught us to really give attention and appreciation to the King James Version. And then as supplemental, we can look at other translations. In verse one, he says, I looked up again and saw a scroll flying through the air. What do you see? The angel asked. I see a flying scroll, I replied. That's Zechariah talking. It appears about 30 feet long and about 15 feet wide, almost like a perfect rectangle. Then he said to me, 
This scroll contains the curse that is going out over the entire land. One side of the scroll says that those who steal will be banished from the land. The other side says that those who swear falsely will be banished from the land. And this is what the Lord says. The Lord of heaven's army says. I'm sending this curse into the house of every person into the house of everyone who swears falsely using my name. And my curse will remain in that house and completely destroy it, even, it, even its timbers and stones. Then the angel who was talking with me came forward and said, look up and see what's coming. Then also, uh, want to take a text from Zechariah chapter 6. One verse there and then one from chapter 7. Verse 9 says, then, this is Zechariah, I received another message from the Lord. And then in chapter 7, and I thought this was really, really interesting. In chapter 7, verse 1, he says, on December 7th, of the fourth year of King Darius's reign, yeah. another message came to Zechariah from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to receive another message? <laughs> That's the title that uh, came to my heart. Right. And the, it is the message that God has given me uh, for you all today. And uh, I'm absolutely honored. I, I, I can't thank Pastor and, and Mrs. Scott, Dad and Mom, uh, for allowing me to preach the gospel and to share with you all. But when he asked me, I thought, who preaches from Zechariah? I don't know if I've ever read. I'm sure I've read Zechariah, you know, as a book, maybe as an instruction, maybe in Bible school. I don't know. Some people read the one year Bible. My wife, she's really faithful with that. Um, and I'm sure I think, I hope. Being a Bible school graduate somewhere in my life, maybe, maybe, hope, I hope that I've read through the whole Bible at least once. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I mean, for some people, they do it every year, year after year. But, hey, man, I, 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 don't, I don't know. And then in, in, in over 12 years of pastoring Faith Family Church, I don't know if I've ever taken a text from Zachariah. And then pastor asked me to preach from Zechariah 5, 6, and 7. I said, oh, okay. But the word of the Lord came to me, you know, just as he's taught us. You're given an opportunity to share. You ask the Lord, you know, what, what would you have me to say to your people? I believe I hear from God every week. I, I stand to minister a couple times a week. I believe I hear from God. And I am so excited about today because I heard from the Lord. And this is powerful, right? So the title of this word, this message to you all today is, Are You Ready for Another Message? I believe what I'm sharing today is another message from the Lord just for you. So it's my assignment to show you from these chapters, how to position yourself to receive messages. 
particularly from the Lord. So it's my assignment. In other words, what I hope that you'll leave with today is a better understanding of how to receive messages from the Lord. I just shared that I received a message from the Lord. I speak very confidently that I heard from the Lord. And I want you to be able to be positioned. I want to show you from the word of God how to receive messages from the Lord. We're living in a very interesting time. Uh, I believe that we're living in the last days. Last night, I, I, was, I was within inches of, of Brother Kenneth Copeland. You know, literally sat on the front row in the center section. I mean, he hit my computer while I was taking notes. <laughs> you know, and, we're, I, and, and one of the very strong emphasis that he gave is that he believes, with, as a prophet of God, he believes with all his heart that Jesus is soon coming again. I believe that. We're living in the last of days. Uh, each week, uh, I, I spend time listening to multiple messages throughout the week. I mean, even today, when I get on the plane later today uh, to make my way down to uh, Memphis, then to Mississippi, uh, I'm sure to listen to several messages, you know, each week. I mean, that's it. I'm consumed mm -hmm. with hearing words from God. And uh, I listened to Pastor Bill Winston just about every week. And I thought it very interesting. He was, he was preaching on some essentials, uh, some kingdom essentials. And he talked about communion. He talked about uh, varying functions in the body of Christ. But he talked about angels. Yeah. Amen. And I thought that's been very interesting, the function of angels. Then... Of course, nine days ago, uh, I had just finished listening to Dr. Leroy Thompson preaching on something. And then I, as I was going, getting ready to go to bed, it was on a Friday night. And I hope and I'm saying this because I want you all to really look this one up. Mm -hmm. On Friday night, nine days ago, doc, Dr. Jesse Duplantis shared his testimony from 1988 having gone to heaven. Yeah. It's on YouTube. It's called My Testimony of Heaven. And he tells about how he literally went physically, as far as he knew, he went to heaven. And the first person that he saw there was his angel. And his angel literally escorted him through heaven. He met the apostle Paul. Um, he, 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 he saw the beauty, the colors, the smells. I, it was a two hour and 23 minute YouTube broadcast. Mm -hmm. It was only the third time that he shared the full testament. He's written a book about it. Close Encounters of the God Kind. And he talked about seeing Jesus and how Jesus told him that I'm coming soon. And to go tell the world that I'm coming soon. That was back in 1988. And he said then that Jesus is, he said nine days ago, he was telling us that Jesus is coming soon. He described this angel. He, he, he described several encounters and it's just really interesting. Um, these things, Sister Collins this morning, she had no idea what I'm going to be ministering today. I'm going to talk about angels today. 
which is why I'm taking the time to set this up. Yes, yes. She talked about in Revelation how there's angels that continually worship God at his throne. Dr. Jesse Duplantis just described, beautiful, if you can, go and look it up. Then I found it extremely interesting that this week, uh, of course, uh, uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland, just, just last night, the night before, night before, for some reason, I mean, obviously preaching for hours and hours, you could say a lot, starts talking about angels. Now, I hadn't received the, the message until like Friday night and into uh, Saturday. To, to, I got the instruction to do it, of course, a week before, Monday, Sunday. But I, I'm sitting there and these things are registering in my heart because I'm hungry for the word. And I pray that these things register in your heart. One of the stories that uh, Brother Copeland shared just the other night, I think it was Friday night. He talked about how there was a man that came to one of his meetings one time and shared. Uh, and he, 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 the guy was sitting in the service. And what the guy saw was when Brother Copeland's walking around preaching, he saw an angel that whispered in Brother Copeland's ear. And then Brother Copeland would say something and get off and get all fired up about that. And, 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 and he would just do that throughout that night. An angel that whispered something into Brother Copeland's ear and then he went on preaching about it. Here in the book of Zechariah, we have a prophet of God who has a visitation of the Lord and is talking with an angel. Are you all ready to receive another message? So let's dig into this today. And I, I pray that you'll be inspired by this as we go. Zechariah chapter five, we start in verse one, but I want to look again at two. He says, what do you see the angel ask? Everybody say the angel asked. Of course, he said something about a flying scroll. And I don't want to focus at all on the, the, the depth and details and possible meaning of the message that Zechariah received. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I want to emphasize something that the Spirit of God showed me. So he's talking, obviously, with an angel. The angel asked him a question. Then the angel said to me in verse three. And then I thought this is also very interesting. In verse four, he says, and this is what the Lord of heaven's army Says So notice what happens. An angel is talking to him. Ask him a question. And then the angel said something to him. And then the Lord said something. Somebody say the Lord said something. Well, man, after I sit here and listen, I'm talking, I'm hearing about this, you know, crazy story about how Dr. Jesse Duplantis physically saw this angel is talking to the angel. The angel is telling him he has an appointment with the almighty God. And then at the end of his two hour message that Dr. Jesse Duplantis gives, he says, and you can have this experience, too. Yes. And that was the reason why he shared it. He said, if you want, you can have this experience, too. The Lord spoke. 
the angel, which is a messenger from God, came with a message from God. In all three chapters in Zechariah's we'll look today, Zechariah is receiving revelations, instructions, and direction from his angel and the Lord. Why is that significant? It's because of the impact of these chapters that's supposed to be had in our lives. The significance of Zechariah 5, 6, and 7. There's something God wants us to get out of this. And its significance is because of the impact that's supposed to be had in our lives. For example, in the book of Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, I want you to all look at this. In Romans 15 verse 4 it says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Say it out loud, written for our learning. That means, I mean, who preaches from Zechariah, right? I mean, who reads Zechariah? Who wants to hear about a scroll that's 15 foot and 30? Come on, right? What am I supposed to get? Curses about stealing, curses about false witness. But here's God in his wisdom, by the Holy Spirit's direction, is having us look at Zechariah for us to learn something because we're living in an interesting time. Romans 15, the New Testament tells us that the things that happened unto them in the old time, whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written so that we could learn something. Say it out loud. Today, Today I am going to learn from Zechariah. Oh, glory to God. So what, 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 what's the significance? Well, because of the impact it's supposed to have on our lives. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 11, I also want you to see this. Now, all these things, all these things, all these things happened unto them for examples or examples. And they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. I believe with all my heart. We're living at the last of days, yeah. at the end of time. And the Bible tells us in the New Testament that the things that happened unto them were for an example. You mean what Zechariah went through is an example for me? I personally necessarily don't really Want to see angels or Jesus show up? <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you. Brother Copeland talked about he sat up in the bed and saw Jesus at the foot of the bed with a big old tray of cookies. Now, I don't want nothing like that. <laughs> Amen. I mean, Brother, Brother Jesse DePlantis, he talking about, well, you can have this if you want this. He talking about a trip where he was sucked out of a hotel room and went to heaven. For like some hours and then was put back in his hotel room. I'm not necessarily praying for that. <laughs> Amen. Now, if it happens, glory to God. It'll be, you know, for great benefit. And obviously we have a scriptural precedent and it, it would be for, for great meaning. But the scripture tells us clearly that there's something that we should be admonished by something that we're supposed to learn from these things. 
in the Old Testament, they didn't have the benefit of the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came upon the prophets, the priests and the kings for service. But you and I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We actually don't need an angel to speak to us, to reveal to us, because we have God living in our belly. <laughs> Amen. Yet at the same time, what I want you to see is that uh, what, what they experienced is still within access for us. In other words, this experience he had uh, was the spirit of God upon him moving in a, in a unique way. And we have access in that same same regard. Now, he was a prophet. But the New Testament tells us that we are a royal priesthood and a holy nation and a peculiar people. Amen. What happened to Zechariah should be happening to you and I. And it will happen if we are ready. Let me say that again, because this is big. What happened to Zechariah should be happening to you and I, where we receive messages from the Lord and another message where God, his Holy Spirit, Jesus, an angel can deliver to us a message from the throne of God and we be receptive of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it will. Somebody say it will happen if we're ready. So my question to you today is, are you ready for another message? Notice the angel asked. Then he said to me. And then the Lord spoke. Brother Copeland just on Friday night said that when you grow up, you don't lose your angel. I thought <laughs> it started to come to me what I'm supposed to preach. And, and God was just like writing it on my heart. What is he saying? Let me say this again. Well, let me give you the scripture where, where, where it's what he what is he referring? How many of you ever heard of a guardian, a, a, a guardian angel? Right. Uh, have you seen that Southwest commercial where uh, or no, it may, maybe it wasn't a Southwest commercial. But it was a commercial about a guardian angel and like your guardian angel having a rough day or a slow start. And, you know, some bad things started happening. You know, this guy goes to step out onto the plane through the, the jetway and the jetway is not pulled all the way up to the plane because his guardian angel's taking a break. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one that saw that commercial. It made an impression on me, right? We've heard about guardian angels. Um, I don't know, uh, it, I don't think at all that that terminology is in the Bible, but there, there's, there's some truth with that. I want to show you from the word of God. Is that okay? In the book of uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 10, brother, brother Copeland makes this statement. You don't lose your angel just because you grow up. What is he talking about? Jesus said, take heed that you despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you, that in heaven, their angels, their angels, their angels do always behold the face of my father, which is in heaven. Mm -hmm. Every child 
has an angel assigned to them from birth. From the time that they enter into this planet, God has an angel. Now, there are an innumerable company of angels, according to the scripture. And I don't know if that's billions or zillions. Obviously, it's innumerable. But what I do know is that every child on this planet, saved or unsaved, has an angel assigned to them. Glory to God. And you don't lose your angel just because you grow up. And our consciousness of angels is hit and miss. It's here and there. We can think every now and then, maybe, and then when it comes up in a message, we, 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 we kind of mentally ascend. I, I think you used that word in your broadcast. We can mentally ascend to the idea that standing in, with me on this platform, in this room, there are angels, a host of angels of the Lord. Glory to God. Now I'm starting to think. While I've been preaching, sharing, preparing, have the revelations I've received come by way of an angel and I had no idea knowing it. In Hebrews chapter one and verse 14, the Bible tells us, are they not all ministering spirits? Sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. That's us. And the Bible says that they, the angels, they're our ministering spirits. Every every Sunday at Faith Family Church, we make a confession. And, um, you know, we uh, we believe we receive uh, whatever amount of money we need individually or for the church. And we claim it out of this world system. Brother Hagin taught us about how, uh, how to believe God for prosperity. God, how God taught me about prosperity. You know, we claim it out of this world system. We tell the devil, you take your hands off of our resources. We bind you in the name of Jesus. You loose our money and let it go. And then we say, ministering spirits, go. Cause the money to come to us in the name of Jesus. Now we say that, we've been taught that. I, I don't know of the, the people that I pastor, if they have as great a revelation or understanding. And I'm being reminded of the revelation that when we say go, ministering spirits go, cause the money to come. That there's movement in the realm of the spirit. Listen, Jesus taught us. He said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That means all of heaven and heaven's hosts back us up in what we say. Glory to God. Amen. Revelation. Oh, pastor. When this hit my heart, oh my gosh, I knew, I knew I was hearing from heaven. I knew I was hearing from heaven. Look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 1. It starts, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it 
by his angel. Somebody say angel. angel. Unto his servant who? John. John. Oh, help me today, church. Wow. You mean to tell me the book of Revelation came through the angel that was sent to give direction from Jesus, from the Lord to John concerning things that will shortly come to pass. I hope this is bearing witness with you. Let's keep going. Verse 10. John describes this. He heard from an angel. It, look, look, look up at me for a moment. Let, let me just make sure this is registered. In Zechariah 5, 6, and 7, I encourage you to go back and read it. Uh, read it today. Read it tomorrow. Maybe read it. You know, you're going to meditate your word, you know, Monday through Friday. Read Zechariah 5, 6, 7. And when you do, I, if, I, da I dare you, okay? <laughs> I, I dare you to go back and read it. Now that you've got this revelation, Spirit of God will start speaking to you. Yes, he will. And you'll be like, wow, I didn't see that. Wow. You know, and it'll connect to you know, what God's given us for today. But um, Zechariah is receiving this, this experience and he's talking with an angel. John is having a same experience in the New Testament. And you and I should be having the same. Okay, now watch this. If we're ready, somebody say, if we're ready. Now, now, I know some of we're not ready for all that, you know, just, just come to church and give me a good word. I'm good. Right. All right. But but watch this. So he describes this experience, verse 10 and 11. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a great voice as a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. What you see, write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, unto Philadelphia, unto Laodicea. Okay. This is pretty cool because God sent the Lord Jesus or God gave John a revelation of Jesus and he sent and signified it by an angel. And so this angels, you know, this is happening. He says, I want you to write this in a book and I want you to send this. Listen to this. Uh, I want you to send this to the seven churches. OK, now watch this. Look at verse 20. Now, again, you can read the whole chapter. And I actually encourage you to read chapter 1, 2, and 3. But in Revelation 1, 20, the mystery of the, uh, verse 20, yeah. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand mm -hmm. and the seven golden candlesticks. Mm -hmm. He says the seven stars, watch this, are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven candlesticks, which you saw, are the seven churches. Uh, you remember that man that came to Salvation Temple a long, long time ago talking about um, that we needed to be mindful about our candlestick or be removed or so. Oh, man, that was a lot. And I was a teenager at the time. and It, it, it made a, a, a real note. I couldn't read, you know, about candlesticks and angels in Revelation without connecting that experience, that message from the Lord. Now, let, 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 me, let me break this down and make 
Did you know that Salvation Temple Church has an angel? Man, I want to run off this platform, man. Whoa, glory to God. Matter of fact, look at Revelation chapter 2 and verse number 1. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write this. These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand and walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. If you go on, this is one of seven different experiences unto the angel of the church at Philadelphia, unto the angel of the church at Thyatira, unto the angel of the church at Pernia. He And he gives message. Oh, y'all got to help me in this church. Did you know that Salvation Temple Church has an angel assigned that received message from the Lord and is for us? Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. There is an angel assigned to Salvation Temple Church. Are you ready for another message? I mean, think about it. Last week we got a message. Wednesday night we got a message. <laughs> now we got middle, uh, middle of the week broadcast message. I preach uh, several times. I, man, you know, I preach, an, I, I preach a prosperity message before we pray a blessing over the people every Sunday. And I preach a, a full main message every week. Then on Wednesday night, I preach a message every week. And every single one of them, not just something out of my mind, I feel like they are messages from God. But the question is, are we ready for another message? Some of us don't even get the messages because we don't listen to the messages. We're not here to receive the messages. Oh, I normally go to church on the first and the third Sunday of the month or the second and the fourth. And if it's the fifth Sunday, then that's just that. On fifth Sundays, that's my off Sunday. Come on, somebody. I just don't come to church on the fifth Sunday. Right? That, that's like a vacation, right? You shouldn't go to church every week. I mean, that, it don't take all of that or does it? Ooh, I'm stirred up. I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready for another message. I mean, I'm sitting up there with Brother Copeland. I didn't miss a meeting, man. He started on Thursday night. I was there. Wanted to sit as close as I could. Then I got up. Oh, man. I, I mean, he preached long, long, long. Right? Then, it, then I got up on, on, on uh, uh, Friday morning. Got there at 9 o'clock. Hey, man, they jumped right in. Brother Jesse, uh, Jerry Savelle, he preached the message before they received the offering. Then Brother Copeland preached till one, I got in my car at 1.47, from nine o'clock, from nine o'clock. Had enough time to go and change, <laughs> took my brother to the airport, came back Friday, Friday night, preached till after 10, got up Saturday morning, he did it again. And then last night, to 10, I got in the car at 10.47 at night. And before the end of this day, I'm going to listen to another message. Because I'm hungry. And I esteem God's words. God's given me, um, yeah, I'm hungry. And I esteem God's, God's words. It's from God. Now watch this. I'm going to give you four uh, four steps to being ready to receive another message. If you have something to write with, maybe you can text it in your phone or at least make a, a, a note on your heart. 
The first step is to look up and see what's coming. Look up. In other words, when I say up, look to God. In order to be ready to receive from God, look to God. When you have a situation, circumstance, that you, you know, that everything is bigger than we are. Amen. And we should always draw our dependence and reliance upon God, no matter how simple or difficult. But the, the thing that I learned from Zechariah, the angel said, look up and what do you see? And he said, I looked up and I saw. So the first step to um, receiving and being ready for another message is to look up and see what's coming. Look up and see what's coming. Where do you get that from, Pastor Stan? Zechariah chapter six, verse one. We didn't read this, so read this. In Zechariah six and verse one, it says, then I looked up again and saw. Well, man, he just already in the first chapter or in chapter five, verse one, he said, look up and tell me what you see. He said, I see a scroll. It's 15 feet, 30 feet, you know, so forth and so on. This is chapter six. And so he looked up again and he saw something else. How many of y'all know every time you get a word from God, you can see something in that word that you haven't seen before? Yeah. Amen. Reverend Thompson, he's out there in the hallway. Glory to God. It just encourages me when I see people that have been saved and still hungry for the word of God after 40 or 50 years. Glory to God. That's good. You can see something again. You can look up and see good things coming in your future. Praise God. He looked up and again he saw four chariots coming in between the two bronze mountains. Brother Hagen, at the end of his ministry um, spent a lot of time talking about the spirit of seeing and knowing. That we were coming into a time uh, where there'd be great manifestations of the spirit of seeing. That you would see things supernaturally and that you would know things supernaturally. God wants you to look up and see what's coming. He's given you the Holy Spirit to show, to guide you into all truth and to show you things to come. We're never supposed to be blindsided. We're never supposed to be short-sighted. We're supposed to be able to have our eyes enlightened. Glory to God. Verse 4, I thought this was interesting. What are these things, my Lord? He's talking to the angel. What are these things, my Lord? I asked the angel who was talking with me. He's talking to an angel. Then verse five, the angel replied, wow, man, this is so cool. These are the four spirits of heaven who stand before the Lord of all the earth. They're going, they're going out to do his work. Now, these four spirits, interestingly, are angels sent by God to go through the earth and do some things. Verse eight, jump down there. Verse eight says, then the Lord summoned me and said, so not only was he spending time talking with an angel, but the Lord talked to him. The Lord said, look, those who went north have vented the anger of my spirit. So he's talking about the Holy Ghost. They're in the land of the north. Verse nine. Then <laughs> I received another message. Come on, somebody. You ought to be ready to shout and run. He got a message and then he got another message. And then in chapter six, he got a He looked up. He saw something else. That's me, y'all. Every time I turn around, I'm seeing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Glory to God. 
He said, I received another message from the Lord. Jump down to verse 15. You read on your own time. Amen. But verse 15. People will come from distant lands to rebuild the temple of the Lord. And when this happens, you will know that my messages, message, messages, when certain things happen, you'll know that my messages have been from the Lord of heaven's army. Then also want you to know all this will happen if you carefully obey what the Lord your God says. This went off in me like a bomb. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, last year, Mother's Day, you know, my wife, she's uh, basically, we're, we're new parents. How did, I heard the little baby this morning. It just touched my heart. We have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. And so, of course, a year ago, you know, she's still a new mom. And I asked her to do the Mother's Day message. And she, she reads through the Bible. And she just, before I ask her, so if you read through the Bible, you know, January, February, March, April, May, you know, you've gotten pretty much through the first five books of the Bible. And while she was reading, she just kept saying a continual thing. Be careful to obey. If you'll be careful, if you hearken diligently, if you're careful to obey. And so when it was time for her to share, she shared a message that was called, be careful to obey. That message was a message from God to me. So when Brother Copeland is talking last night about the fundamentals of faith and how he at 84 and a half, it's kind of strange, kids count, you know, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm five and a half. You know, not just, well, I'm starting to see, you know, as we get older, you know, we get... <laughs> <laughs> we get to we go back to start counting in the half. I mean, I'm holding back. I'm holding back all the way up to my next birthday, you know. <laughs> but man, you get up there, you start counting by halves. <laughs> so at 84 and a half years old, he's sharing the fundamentals and how important it is to do the details. I thought this was just like phenomenal. He said, all this will happen if you carefully obey the messages. See, the, the, the message comes and it'll happen if you carefully obey. Oh, come on, somebody. Mm. So say it out loud. Be careful to obey. And that's actually the second step to being ready to receive another message. I mean, the, next Sunday, there'll be another message. I, I've learned this from, from pastor. He doesn't come up here without praying and getting direction from the Lord. And so what he's saying is not just something that he feels like saying. We should receive it like, okay, God, something in here is for me today. Something in here is for me from you, not, not just from him. But I want what the Lord is saying to me today. 
So the key in being ready to receive another message is being careful to obey what the Lord says. Big things are happening and God is speaking. Let's go on to the next one. Zechariah chapter seven and then I'll be done. So in Zechariah chapter seven, again, I'm not looking at the content of what the message was to him, but the idea that he received message from the Lord. Verse one, we've pointed out on December 7th of the fourth year, King Darius's reign, another message. Somebody say another message came to Zechariah. Now, my assignment was chapter five, chapter six, chapter seven. And just in those few chapters, he's got multiple messages from the Lord. That should be you and I. In other words, this week, this shouldn't be the only message that you get from God. I can tell you, every day this week, I'm going to be hearing a message. Somebody, listening to somebody, somewhere from the Lord. So then, if you jump down to verse 4, I want to cherry pick a few things here. And the, the Lord of heaven's army sent me <laughs> this message in reply. Somebody say, in reply. So on December 7th, you get a message. And then in reply to, if you look at verse two and three, they got a message and the people prayed and asked God a question. And the Lord of heaven's armies, verse four, sent them a message in reply. In other words, God will send you a message in reply to your prayers. You could be praying, praying, praying about a family thing, praying, praying, praying about a money thing, praying, praying, praying about a healing thing. And all of a sudden, God will give you a message about forgiveness. God will give you a message about something that you have forgotten. God will give you a message about, you know, paying attention to some detail. He said, I received a message from the Lord in reply, in response. Then if you jump down to verse number eight. Then this message, oh, this is just too much, right? <laughs> this message came to Zechariah from the Lord. My question to you today is, are you ready to receive another message? Somebody say another message. All right, so I close with verse 11 through 12. And, oh, whew, this one almost shut me down. And, and it's uh, just still so strong. And I pray that you can get a hold of this. Verse 11, this is like precious what we're learning from this chapter. I mean, who preaches from Zechariah? Look at verse 11. Your ancestors, this is the message from the Lord. He says, your ancestors refused to listen to this message. They stubbornly turned away and put their fingers in their ears to keep from hearing. They made their hearts as stone. They made their hearts as hard as stone so that they could not hear the instructions or the messages that the Lord of Heaven's armies had sent them by the angel of the church of Salvation Temple. By the angel that you don't lose when you grow up. By the Holy Spirit. By the Lord Jesus. By God from the throne. 
that he is sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets, their pastors, their teachers. That is why the Lord of heaven's army was so angry with them. Verse 13. Since they refused to listen. When I called to them. I would not listen when they called to me. Says the Lord of heaven's army. Man, that might be the answer right there. Why I haven't been getting the answers to my prayers, right? Because I must have refused to listen to him when he called to me. And so I'm calling out to him in prayer. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. But where were you on Wednesday night? Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Well, where were you on this last Sunday? Well, come on, I'm stepping on your toes today. He said, because they refuse to listen to my messages. He said, meditate therein day and night. Oh, I don't hear all They don't take all that. <laughs> Sunday is enough. I don't need to go no Wednesday word. You know, it's like class and school. And taking no tests. <laughs> He said, since they refused to listen, when I, he said, they stubbornly turned away, put their fingers in their ears. They made their hearts as hard as stone, and they could not hear the instructions or the messages. Did you all get something good out of this today? Let me give you number three and number four, and we'll, we'll close. Uh, number three is very simple. Well, of course, let me go over number one. Look up. Somebody say, look up. That means look to God. Don't look for no angel. Now, if God chooses to use an angel, chooses to use the Holy Spirit, everything they will give you is in line with the word of God. We're not trying to make some doctrine out of following and, you know, my angel told me his name. You're going to end up in a mess of trouble. <laughs> well, I'm going to check with my angel first. You, yeah, amen. There's some other messages you missed, amen. All right, now. <laughs> so. He said, look. He said, listen to the angel based on what the pastor said. Amen. Uh, so say, look up and see what's coming. Man, that's good. You look up and you'll see what's coming. He wants to show you. Then we said, number two, be careful to obey what the Lord says. Be careful to obey what the Lord says. And then number three, don't refuse to listen. Don't refuse to listen. Um, not going there, but the, uh, uh, Hosea 4 and 6 is, is very real to me. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because they have rejected knowledge and because they have forgotten knowledge. Now, most everybody can quote that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. But we stop reading. You keep reading, he said, because you've rejected knowledge. I'm going to reject you. And he, because you have forgotten knowledge, I'm going to forget you. That's what Hosea 4 says. It's a big verse, but we quote one part of it. So don't refuse. Say it again. Don't refuse to listen. And then number four, my favorite. Esteem his messages more than your necessary food. I'll say that again. Esteem his messages 
Uh, if I told you how often I travel to hear the word of God, how often I live, you'd be like, whoa, that, that, no, that, maybe that's because you're a preacher. No. Brother um, Keith Moore, um, man, really has been extremely impactful in my life. He was my instructor at Rama, and I've listened to him since. Um, he was sharing at Eagle Mountain International Church. That's where Kim Copeland Ministries is, Pastor George Pearson. Mm -hmm. A few weeks ago, uh, because of the esteem I have for the word of God, I found out. Matter of fact, somebody texted me and said that, you know, this person was there. Man, I went and I listened. And then I listened and then I listened. Well, he just happened to be there. I think it was on like a, a midweek or some, you know, middle of the week kind of a meeting. He did three days on the honor of God. And he was talking about how he, he was examining. How is it that God's been able to use Kim Copeland ministry to the degree that he's been able to use it. And he took a text from Job 23 and 12. And, and, and this is the reason why God's able to do for some people more than he's able to do for others. If you've ever wondered, how is it that so-and-so, how is it that some people seem to be more blessed than other people? He gave the answer in this three-day meeting. In Job 23, 12, this is from the book of Job. He says, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. <laughs> Did you get that? I didn't know Job 23, 12 was in the Bible but before, before five weeks ago. Or four weeks ago when I first heard it. And I'm sure I've read Job. I'm sure I've read this. But man, when he read it, because I'm hungry, it marked me. It's got to be like my number one scripture now. Jesus said this and we ought to know it. Man can't live by bread alone. But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And yet here it is. He says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth. So number four, esteem his messages more than your necessary food. I personally have an insatiable appetite for the word of God. More than my necessary food. Are you ready for another message? <laughs> I don't know about you. I am. Did y'all get anything out of this today? Come on, y'all, let's give praise and glory to God. Father, we thank you for another message. <laughs> wow, who'd have thought we could get so much out of Zechariah 5, 6, and 7? Lord, we just honor you today. I pray that this message, which I believe I received from your throne, will be a, a mark in, in the hearts of those who hear in a way that can never be erased. May we ever be mindful of this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, peradventure, you may be here today in person, or if you're online and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let me share with you the gospel. The gospel according to John chapter 3, verse 16 says,
This is a message from the Lord for you that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Maybe you're watching right now. Maybe you're in the room and you don't know him as your Lord. And as far as you know, if you were to die today, you would go to hell. Jesus is coming soon. Brother Hagin would say there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. If you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you. And we pray according to Romans chapter 10, verse 8, 9, and 10. But what does faith say? The word is near you in your heart and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to pray a, a very simple prayer with you. I want you to pray it out loud. Those of you that are here and already born again, I want you to support those that may be here or online that may be praying this prayer for the first time. Here's another message. Maybe you're here or online. You're born again, but you're backslidden. You've gotten away from God, haven't been living the way you should. You know that sin is wrong and you've not confessed your sin. What are you waiting on? The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You don't have to just slop around in the mud. When you mess up, you can get clean and walk before him as if sin has never before existed. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you as well. Just simply repeat this prayer out loud, believing in your heart. God will save you. You'll rededicate your life through it and be better because of it. Congregation, pray this out loud for those of you online, in person. Mean this from your heart. Say this, dear Heavenly Father, I do believe that Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, that he died for me, bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave, but he is alive. You raised him from the dead. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all my sins and I accept your offer of forgiveness. Thank you, Father, for saving me. Thank you for healing me, for protecting me and prospering me. And now I also ask, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Give me my heavenly prayer language. I believe I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, amen. Give a hand clap for those by faith, online or in person that are giving their hearts to the Lord and rededicating their lives, amen.